0: Yes, it's the place to be for all things franchising. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today's topic is HR. HR is a—it's like reading the Bible. There's a lot there, and it's something that's really quite fascinating and particularly topical at the moment with legislation, particularly in relation to the franchise area. So it's something that I'm, I'm delighted to bring to you from who I believe is probably the leading expert in this area in Australia. As you know, Franchise simply are committed to ensuring you're informed about all relevant topics in franchising and in business. And certainly HR is one that's at the top of that. So the place is a buzz because I've got a celebrity guest. But before I introduce him to you, a quick reminder, make sure you've got a pen and paper there because I'm sure you'll want to make a number of notes. And for our members, just remember this will be available very soon in our members' vault. So today, my guest is Damien Gooden. Damien is the CEO of HR Central. He's previously held a number of executive positions in the IT industry and was, in fact, in another business when they created a particular app applicable to HR and, in fact, decided that it was something that was applicable across small to medium-sized businesses in any event and created HR Central. I love the name, by the way. And they've also introduced a number of HR specialists into their business as well. So uh, they became members of the FCA from the early days. And as Damien said when he was briefing me, the rest is history. So HR Central, I'll, I'll actually leave Damien to explain a bit more about them. But sufficient to say you need to go and have a look because I think they're an organization you should be aware of. Damien, just like to welcome you today. Thanks for coming along.
1: Right, thank you for having me. appreciate it.
0: No, that's all. So, um, perhaps could you give me a little bit, to broaden a little bit, if you like, about HR Central and what your role in the scheme of things is?
1: Well, I guess the, the starting from the very start, the, the thing that we noticed when we started HR Central was that small to medium businesses in particular were probably not as well covered, as well informed, and didn't have as many options to solve their HR. When you're a staff of 20 or 30 or even smaller, taking on a full-time HR resource to cover your compliance is probably not something that's uh, at the top of your mind. You want it, you want to take on your next person who's going to generate revenue or um, support your business in some other way. So it's been a long-time um, sort of cottage industry of HR consultants, I would say. Uh, but for us, it was a matter of, well, the consultants can only do so much. What else can we offer? Uh, and the use of IT and changing from a, a, a pay-as-you-go project-based model to a more ongoing partnership and subscription-type model, uh, as many things are going, um, was, our, was our sort of view. So bringing together our IT skills and, and uh, some IT smarts and putting that around the common HR problems that small businesses were facing, that's how we sort of started off. And a lot of it was around compliance and operations, and then uh, the value-add and the support ongoing, really, for small businesses is the clincher. Yeah. So early on, as we were building our business out, we had a, a number of different clients uh, join on. Uh, One of those was a client who uh, was actually a franchise client and they had their own challenges with getting the information and their HR sorted, not only at the head office level, but then offering a a solution out to their franchisees. Shortly thereafter, uh, we had an introduction. Our chairman was introduced to uh, one of the members of the FCA board and, and in talking about our growth and our changes and talking about the franchising client we had. They suggested that we should become a member of the Franchise Council and, and potentially other franchises we could support as well. That then led to a membership, which led to a partnership uh, pretty quickly. And that was sort of three and a half years ago, I think. So that's how we got into the franchising HR. Right.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for giving us that bit of background about the company. It's quite fascinating the way the different businesses start and you sort of came into the, the business from the side, it's almost like a, a sort of horizontal integration. So. What do you like particularly about the franchise sector? What is it that, uh, that appeals to you about this area of, of, uh, of the industry, Damien?
1: Well, I think the fact that when, when we work with lots of different uh, small businesses, there, there's, a, there's a lot of work to be done for each business because of the differences with each business. And uh, when you put that lens over a franchise uh, solution, we can work with a franchise or put together with people who've got domain knowledge and management experience and understand the risk mitigation we can put together a a suite and a package that is then going to be suitable for you know tens or hundreds of franchisees with a limited amount of cost for those small businesses so if you take these uh, small businesses that are franchisees isolated out of that franchise network the cost for us to do a manual uh, or independent and entirely tailored thing for one business is different if we can do it at the franchise or level and then help propagate that out across the group. So whilst people in franchising always say, you know, there's a, uh, you know, the franchisees, they're all the same. Well, they're not, they're all still different businesses and still need to be treated differently, but there is a lot of benefit that we can gain by working with the head office and potentially the franchise advisory council or similar groups in each network to then put together a solution that then can be fitted for most of the franchisees in the group.
0: Right. Can I ask you a question on that? Certainly. What is it you actually provide to them, um, apart from advice, obviously, about situations that arise, and we'll go into that a bit in a minute, but what, what is it you actually provide them? Is, is it something tangible?
1: Yeah, so I guess I probably should have started with this at the start, but the HR Central Core offering is, is an ongoing HR partnership, and, and what that entails is sort of two elements. One is the black and white areas of HR and the, the administration side, the record-keeping. Uh, the reminders and the, and the recording, the trail of events that have happened. Uh, and that happens through our cloud-based software. And then the other side, as you said, is the support and advice. So the ad hoc things that come from time to time, employee questions, problems, uh, and those sorts of things. So a combination of the, the software and the, and the uh, black and white area of HR that that covers, and the grey area with our HR support from our HR specialist team, uh, that's our sort of full solution. Now, what we would do prior to engaging someone on a subscription like that is to actually sit down with them and ascertain where they're at with their HR right now. And that uh, really dictates what we provide. So some people have gone through the process, maybe with another HR firm or with their legal teams to provide and create policies and procedures and other documentation and do award summaries and you know look at rates of pay and all those sorts of things in great detail. Others, not so much. So what we basically get to the point of is by doing a review of where they sit initially, we can then get them up to speed. Sometimes it's a lot of work, sometimes it's less, and then take all those learnings and that work and then take it down to the, to the franchise group.
0: I'm with you. So when you look at franchising particularly, there's been a lot of publicity with changes to various legislation and so forth as a result of a few, I suppose, infringements of legislation so by some, some cases of franchises. So... What are the main challenges you see out there and, and how, how do you help with them?
1: It's a great question. And again, the fact that franchising has been lumped together in this, okay, all franchisors, you all need to have this uh, responsibility or this liability shared with your franchisees is a, is a really interesting uh, view and probably one that was probably easier for the government to take, I would think, than to actually nut out what happens within different franchise groups. As you and all the listeners would know, the difference between some head officers or some franchisors and the size and the resources and the people available is so, so different to sort of put them all under the one one rule set, I suppose, without further detailing uh, what the differences are that would be required from a five-person franchise or to a 3,000-person franchise or really leaves a lot of people not knowing what they should do or what they have to do. And unfortunately, I think that you can talk to Fair Work and you can talk to lawyers and everyone has opinions about what is gonna be the right thing to do and everyone is gonna have opinions and thoughts about how they can make sure that they resolve any problems and have things highlighted to them as and when they happen. There is no actual law that says this is what you need to do. It's just if you don't do something and we when we say that you haven't done enough, then you're gonna be liable. So it's a really interesting area. And really, from our point of view, it's about how can you best find out about any issues so you can fix them before they become a big issue? That's, that's our view.
0: Yeah, well the, with the word interesting always sort of flashes red lights to me because it usually means it's something of a challenge and, and certainly the broadness of this that you, you have to show evidence you've endeavoured, you know, to monitor your franchisees is, is a funny one. So from that point of view then, I mean, what do you recommend? Let's say we're talking about a relatively small franchise group. It's maybe got 10 to 20 franchisees in their support office or head office. They may have, you know, Three people, something like that, probably use external advisors, you know, their accountant might be, may or may not be on site, that type of thing. Well, what would you recommend they adopt as a process to, to protect their back, if you like?
1: Well, I think that the number one thing with this and with a lot of things around fair work is a burden of proof. Mm. So but I'll preface what I think you should do by saying whatever you do do, you need to make sure that you can prove that you did it. And that you were genuine in doing it. I think that's number one because if it comes down to the point where you need to, where you, the question is asked, then you need to prove it. You need to make sure that your record keeping uh, around both your plans and the execution of your plans thereafter is second to none because that's that's really going to hold you in good stead. Beyond that, without doing any one thing in particular, setting across your franchise a, a culture of compliance is really important. Now, I know a lot of franchise systems have a lot of compliance around their marketing and around their store layouts and around other things that pertain to the, closely to the brand, but some not so much around the, the HR compliance and the mm. um, fair work compliance. So I think that the, the promotion of that compliance and the expectation around the compliance is a message that needs to be consistent whenever messaging is going out around uh, to the franchise network. That said, when you're limited with resource, half a dozen people and 20 franchisees, I would think it would be unfair to assume that that company would have to take on a HR resource internally to resolve whatever potential problems might come up. Yeah. The, the, The one thing that I would say that is free, well, not free, but you'll get benefits out of and comes as a benefit of becoming a member of the FCA is to join the FCA and access the FCA's HR help desk. If you're a member of the FCA or your franchise system is a member of the FCA, You can call that and get that line, that HR help desk, and get HR advice without any additional cost. So to be able to have that as someone to call when you're in doubt is a a great way to go. As far as other things you can do inside your business, I think probably the first thing that I would recommend is to uh, look at a franchise-wide employee HR issues and resolution line. So looking at some system, whether it's an email address, a telephone, or both if you can, that where employees of your franchisees can call to raise an issue that they can't resolve with their, their franchisee, that would be number one. If issues occur with people and they know that they can come to you to help get it resolved, they will come to you to help get it resolved and you'll be able to resolve it, which means it'll be fixed and won't blow up into something big. That'd be my, my number one. Uh, the interesting thing with something like that is if you promote that, to your franchisees, and you don't have access to your franchisees' employees directly, and then you have a line like that running for, let's say, three months, and you don't get any calls, is the answer that you have no problems, or the answer that that has not been promoted as widely as you think? So, just putting that in place and sending it to your franchisees might not be enough, and that's yet to be proven. But I would I would argue that you probably need to do some spot checking to say, on site, is there a poster up that informs employees of this, or? something else, some other way to, to make sure that the franchisees, employees actually know that it's there because as I said, just putting it in place may not be enough. Secondly to that is if you're that small and you've just got the 20, there's probably some sort of auditing process that's happening already as far as compliance with those other things I mentioned. Putting into those audits some at least basic HR questions, pay questions, record-keeping questions, things around those requirements from Fair Work, i would do that immediately as well. If you've got uh, someone who's making calls or if you're doing surveys or if you're having on-site visits, whatever those things entail now, adding an extra five to ten questions around your HR will mean that you are showing that that compliance culture really is important Mm -hmm. and is being ingrained in your day-to-day operations. So I'd, I'd go down that path for sure.
0: That's interesting, actually, because as you perhaps appreciate, it's policy within franchise agreements generally. To prescribe at what what franchisees need to do, as far as, for example, providing their annual accounts. So, what I'm gathering from what you say, then part of that would be to also provide evidence, perhaps, that they are complying with the appropriate Fair Work legislation. Is that basically what we're saying?
1: Yeah, and I think that that's a that's a fine point. And, and those that level of detail can probably be, you know, you, you probably need to know what level of detail you can go into, and the franchise mm. agreements are, are sort of a a blessing and a curse in these areas sometimes because if it doesn't explicitly state that you can't you can review these things but maybe it's difficult to get that information or you might get pushed back from within the network but certainly asking the question and making sure that your franchisees know that it's something that's important to the franchise group overall any chance you get to do that and any interaction you have with them to reiterate that uh, i think is going to hold you in good stead a to find out the problems and, and then have the chance to solve them and b if in the worst case scenario that a problem doesn't get to you and, and gets out um to fair work or, or elsewhere
0: right no that's an excellent point uh, this is a learning curve for me i must say it's an area i've sort of been vaguely conscious of but never never had the the need to to dig into deeper but uh, these things become more as legislation becomes more and more broad i suppose they become more and more requirements and uh, it's very easy to be unaware of this um, so that's the reason why I'm, I'm delighted to be talking to you today. So I suppose from that point of view, I mean, for example, I run a charity we founded and we have to comply with things for the Commonwealth government from the point of view of to make sure we're not providing funding to terrorists or people are being exploited and so on and so forth. And all they require is a statement every three months, which we get completed by our on-the-ground people in Africa who just say, we comply, we're not providing any sources, assistance or funding to any terrorists or people, people exploiting child workers, et cetera, et cetera. Would a statement like that from each franchisee suffice, Damien?
1: The answer is we don't know. No. Uh, my, my thought would be you're better off getting it than not hmm. because the more pieces of information, and again, the more times you're communicating about this compliance culture and making sure that your franchisees are at least thinking about it, is only going to be more evidence in your favor to say, I am not ducking and weaving. I am proactively trying to make sure that problems are resolved. I'm a firm believer that the fair work as a department is grossly under resourced for the number of businesses we have in Australia to go around and make sure everyone's doing the right thing and, and that they're using the franchise or to franchisee relationship to help minimize the amount of compliance work that they need to follow up on. Mm. This is my view. So, what they want to see is, are you doing our work in the same way that we would in that we're checking and we're making sure that it's... Well, that's what I think it is. And, and, yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's, you've got that relationship there and there's many other things that you're already prescribing to these people. Just add this onto the list. And I think the more that you can show that you're doing that and be genuine and, and have re- recorded evidence that you are doing it and that you can raise issues and solve them. I don't even think Fair Work want to know about all the problems that people have. If you can find them and resolve them, yeah. They would be happy with that, that's my view.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, as you say, their, their charter is you know very vague, particularly when it comes to franchising. Until there are a number of court cases, we won't know what is required, and that's, for some people, going to be an unfortunate learning curve. But we've seen examples lately, a lot of publicity of, of government departments like the ATO and so on, being very, very zealous when they get their teeth into something, they just seem determined to make sure they, that they win at any cost sort the of thing. So uh, that, that's what concerns me is yeah. it's not a matter of just saying, Hey, you, you know, you need to adjust these things. It's a matter of saying, Hey, you've made a slip. Bang, here's a sum, sort of thing. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. I, I won't endeavor to go into too much detail because I think you've given us a little bit of a, an insight and I think that's really important and to keep People, people's attention. I suppose in in going through this interview, I'll probably look towards wrapping it up shortly. But are there any other points you'd like to raise that we haven't perhaps touched in our conversation, Damon? I don't feel rushed in this.
1: Look, man. I think the the other things you want to look at for a franchise or responsibility or, or things that you can do. One would be to get your policies and procedures and your documentation up to scratch, including looking at common positions in your franchises. What position descriptions would those people operate under? And then given that, what what sort of um, award would they be sitting under and maybe give pay guides to people. So getting that work done once across the group is not an overly expensive exercise, but again, it depends on your resources, but not an overly expensive thing. But once you've got that and people have that information, that's another sign that you are going out of your way to make sure people are doing the right thing. Informing and, and making people aware of their obligations and the rules and, and, and Making it specific to them, not just saying you need to agree with fair work or you need to abide by the rules of fair work, but for a person who 's in this position in your franchisee, which we know you you have to fill that for your business to operate, they fall under this award and should be paid this at this level, this, at this level, this at this level. so providing that information is another one, another one is training, so when you get your franchise groups together for a conference or for other things like that, providing things like. Information about the Australian Industrial Relations Framework and the compliance therein. And even looking at things like managing performance and terminating staff and things like that, which become issues in franchising, indeed in all businesses. And if those things aren't done correctly, they cause issues with employees that then become issues that the franchisee and, and potentially the franchise all have to get involved with and, and can take up a lot of time and cause a lot of grief. So that training aspect is important. Again, if you've got those times when you've got your franchisees together, you can do that. But also you can do it by webinars and things like that these days to, to get that information out there. And the other thing I'd say is don't take it all on yourself. It doesn't have to be hire a HR person or, or that sort of thing. There are companies out there, obviously we're one of them, but there are many companies out there who are equipped to assist you and to make sure that your franchisees have somewhere to go.
0: Excellent. Damien, I, I appreciate that. That's uh, very, very, uh, very clearly illustrated. So uh, really appreciate your words. Well, it's been delightful uh, having a chat to you, Damien, and I think I'll join with everybody else uh, to say thanks very much indeed for taking the time to be available. Really appreciate it. it. It's been a privilege to have an insight into really a high level, these sorts of issues but learning of them in the, I suppose, in with words of wisdom that are fairly, fairly precise and easy to understand. So I appreciate that. We, we didn't have a session that was full of legalese. If people would like to learn a bit more about HR Central and indeed some of the issues, where, where would you suggest they go for information? I think you said you, you may be happy to offer access to some free information.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Brian. And thank you for having me on uh, before I go into that. It's, it's great to be able to have an opportunity to connect with people in franchising and hopefully give them some some info that they didn't already have and the ability for them to follow us up later on to get something a bit more specific or relevant to their situation. Our website's the best place to go, Brian, which is um, hrcentral.com.au. And if anyone goes to the contact form or to the trial there and types in uh, in the message there simply, as in I've listened to, to this podcast, uh, we're happy to, to happy to put together a, a half an hour or so conversation about how we can help them with... Uh, some of the specific things that they're dealing with at the moment.
0: Well, that's tremendous. Thank you. I'm sure that will be taken advantage of. I should certainly make sure that uh, that my clients and members are well aware of that. So uh, that's excellent. Well, Damien Gooden, thank you so much for your time. Uh, This is Brian Keane from Franchise Simply signing off and looking forward to being with you when we interview our next Franchise Radio Show guest.